I'm Chara Santilli. I was born with ambition. My parents were entrepreneurs and I pushed myself to be high school valedictorian, class president, most artistic, and most likely to succeed. The summer I turned 19, we celebrated my dad's 50th birthday with a hot air balloon ride. A crash landing left him with a broken neck, me with a broken heart, and my mom coping through alcohol. My relentless ambition helped me become a successful entrepreneur, yet my own private paralysis and overachiever addiction ruled me. I finally ventured on a quest for my best life. I found the path of my inner peace, how to stay on it and how to show the way for others. Now it's your turn. Ready to take that load off your shoulders? Join me so you can cherish your life. Today, I am so excited because this is my first interview on this podcast. And today I have with me Felicia Bender. She is, has a PhD. She refers to herself as the practical numerologist, and she's devoted to helping people uncover their life's purpose and so much more through numerology. And you may be wondering what the heck is numerology, or you might already know, or you might have some ideas about it. Well, keep listening because we're going to tell you more and just how practical her approach is. And we're going to relate it to my life because it's fascinating. And you, I seriously can't make this stuff up how much it correlates. So uh, Felicia is also the author of multiple books, uh, Redesign Your Life, Using Numerology to Create the Wildly Optimal You, and Master Numbers 11, 22, 33, The Ultimate Guide, and the ulti- also The Ultimate Guide to Practical Numerology, Mapping Your Path and Purpose. So multiple books. Um, she's also the resident numerologist for astrostyle.com, has been featured on many media outlets like Refinery29 and Women's Health and Elephant Journal and more. And she's a fantastic person and has, I've had the pleasure of working directly with her through some of her programs, group programs, as well as one-on-one. So Felicia, welcome. Yay. We get to talk numbers today on your birthday. Yes, that's right. That's right. So this episode is going to drop on my birthday. And I thought what a fun way to, first of all, have my first guest and also, um, my birthday has to do with my numbers. Like, so perfect, totally perfect. And we're going to go into more of that in a moment. Um, the way I got to know of Felicia, let me give you a little backstory here real quick too. So I have two people in my life, uh, friends who were really have been into numerology for years and they told me over time, Hey, you're an 11 or you're an 11 too. It's the same thing. She'll explain later in a, in a sec, but I was like, okay. And then they would just talk about different things happening to me or them in their lives at that moment and how much they loved and, and, uh, really delved into numerology to help things kind of just make sense, not necessarily look to it as the crystal ball, you know, uh, looking to the future, but more just making them feel a little validated about things in their life and just how much it lines up. It's really quite astonishing. So I went on Amazon looking up 
numerology one day. After years of hearing about it, I just suddenly felt the spark. And this was maybe, I don't know, a year to two ago, and maybe closer to two. I came across Felicia's book, Master Numbers 11, 22, 33, The Ultimate Guide, because I was an 11. And I listened to that on audio book, the, the whole section on the 11, and seriously felt like, oh my gosh, I don't feel so crazy about some of these traits of mine. And it was just, it just literally did feel like a relief. So that's what I'm hoping for you today is that you'll be inspired to do the math or go to Felicia's website to look up your, your life path number as a start, a very simple start, and then read up about it and maybe just feel like a little weight's lifted off you about the way you are, uniquely you. So there we go. Felicia, tell me, you know, whatever you want to say, anything I missed or wherever you want to start. No, I love that. I love the, the your story there because the one of the reasons that I'm so passionate about this is that I do find that it is an incredibly, you know, if there's only one thing that you can get out of it, it's validation. You know, it also offers this really incredible depth and breadth of, of information about, you know, the optimal aspects of, of your life mission and how you're going to go about that. And then also uh, there's always going to be the opposing forces, right, that we're all dealing with. And so it's really great to have an, a, a, you know, a pretty uh, solid framework about what what that is and how it shows up so you can recognize it. And yet, you know, for those uh, out there who are like, well, I, I, I love Sharis, but I don't know what this numerology stuff is. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but I, I just want to be, be clear about numerology because numerology, basically, I'll just say to you, often I will introduce myself and someone will say, well, what do you do? And I'll say, I'm a numerologist. And they'll think I said, I'm a neurologist. <laughs> And literally, I'm not kidding. And they'll start talking about brain tumors and stuff like that. Um, so, so numerology basically uh, is, and I use Pythagorean numerology. So, if you are paying attention in math class, you will know the Pythagorean theorem of geometry. I know you're a math nerd. Yeah. Uh, most people aren't. <laughs> so, uh, including me, I am not a math nerd. Uh, so, basically, it uh, it posits this idea that numbers carry with them not it's not they're not just used for counting one two three four they're you they actually numbers carry with them information and data they carry with them code uh, they have influence it's vibration it's frequency and so there's kind of this woo-woo aspect of it where people are like ah, you know how does that really work and yet, if you think about it, um, in our technological age, everything is data, everything is digits. I mean, we've got the cloud. What is that? I mean, it carries every every piece of information in the world. But really, what is it? And where is it? I mean, it's supposed to be up there somewhere, wherever that is, right? Um, and Or even we can think of cell phone reception, which is we have a phone number. And it right. gets, and it identifies us and it Somehow gets Somehow connects us. Yeah. Isn't that, yeah. Isn't that wild? If you really think about it, you're like, hmm, that's a little weird if we think well, about it. Back to com uh, the computer and cloud. I mean, that's zeros and ones. Exactly. It's a so, bunch of zeros and ones at the fundamental 
at the you know, fundamental this, right? level of, of computer programming, which mm-hmm. I am not, but you know, I, I know enough to be dangerous, I guess, about that. But absolutely. So basically with numerology, it is an art, an ancient art and science, um, basically of numbers where we can take a look what we need to um, work with you individually. We believe that we all come in uh, with a framework, with a blueprint, with a mission, however you want to say it, with a purpose. And uh, the, and so we're always going, oh, you know, isn't it unfair that we came down here and we don't have any clue, right? Well, we do. <laughs> We just have to, it's kind of like Morse code, right? You walk into a room, Morse code is going off. If you don't know Morse code, it's just garble, right? It's just, it's just dots and da-na-na-na-na. And yet if you walk into a room and you know Morse code, you know the information, you understand what's being relayed. So it's the same sort of idea with numerology. If you know the language, if you know the code, you understand what's being uh, what's being um, revealed or, or relayed to you with that code, which is to say what we can do for individuals is take your full name as it is, uh, as it as it is on your birth certificate. And then we can take your date of birth and run an entire chart, kind of like an astrological chart in many ways of, you know, why you're here, uh, how you're going to go about doing that. There are different uh, elements and aspects of your chart that give you a really deep influence, you know, uh, idea about how you're, what you're here to do, how you're going to do it. There are periods of time, cycles of time. So we can get a really good handle around the framework of, um, you know, what is emphasized, what we're learning, what we're doing, what the, what the focal point is during different parts of our lives. Yeah, that's awesome. I want to interject here too. If that last bit sounded woo woo to you, just hang with us because I think you're going to find this interesting. So if nothing else, go into it right now with a mindset of, okay, I'll hear Cheris and Felicia out for at least a little entertainment, because I think you just might be surprised at how much it lines up with my life as we're going to give those examples. And then you can decide whether or not you want to explore it yourself. So just, you know, hang on because I think it could be interesting. Okay. So hang with us here. So let's, um, Felicia, maybe start a little bit more with then what the 11-2 means for me as a life path. Okay. So the life path number, uh, it's like knowing your sun sign in astrology, right? Everyone, even people who don't believe in any of this stuff, know if they're a Sagittarius or a Virgo or a whatever, right? And so the life path is this that same sort of idea. It indicates uh, what you came in to do, what your overall purpose is in life. And the way that we calculate that is by using your date of birth. And what, we'll, what we do is uh, reduce the month the day and the year to a one digit number, add those three numbers and then reduce it to a one digit number. We're always reducing in numerology to a one digit number. The exceptions of course are with those master numbers and some other exceptions, which we won't talk about right now, but the 11, the 22 or the 33, those in numerology are considered master numbers. They're the repeating numbers, the double one, the double two, the double three. All right. So let's, you've given me permission to use your birthday. Is that yep, all right? Yep, yep. Okay, so we've got September 7th, 1975. So just doing this. So if you're out there, if you're driving, please don't do this right now. <laughs> 
do it in your mind. Uh, okay, wait till you get home. Uh, but if you if you do have an ability to do this uh, to to calculate it, please do. I also say it's kind of like carpentry. You know, uh, measure twice, cut once. So you've got to count more than once because if you're off one number, you're off. Okay, uh, and just a, a we'll make disclaimer. sure. In the show notes, there's going to be a link to Felicia's website and you will be able to go there and double check yourself because there's a couple little tweaky things sometimes that, you know, um, little rules that she may or may not go into the massive depth of today. So the, uh, if in doubt or just to double check yourself, you can double check with her calculator there and enter your birth date. So that's something that you can do too. Absolutely. Because like in any other ology and anything uh, that you learn in school or any other, any, any place, uh, there are different schools of thought about how to do things. Right. And so, you know, it just depends on how you, how you feel it should be done. So I'm giving you the way that I prefer to do the life path number calculation, which is uh, the month, day, year uh, reduction. So for September, that's easy. September is a nine because it's the ninth month of the year. That's how we conceptualize that. Let's just say though, if your, if your birthday is in December, it's a 12, you would add the one and the two, and that would be a three. Okay. So, uh, but in this scenario, uh, September is a nine. Uh, you're making it easy on us so far because uh, your birthday is a seven, a number mm-hmm. seven. Once again, if you have a double digit number, you, you count, you know, both of you add both of those numbers and reduce it to one, uh, to a, a single digit. And then the hardest math that we're going to do is right now it's 1975 one plus nine plus seven plus five, and that equals 38. We keep reducing because we still have a two digit number. Three plus eight equals 11. 11 is a master number. So we're going to keep reducing it to, you know, slash two, but it is known as an 11. So it's not reduced to a two. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's an 11, two. So what does that mean? What does it mean to be a master number? The master numbers indicate that there is a higher spiritual potential, no matter how you might personally define that. And then there's some more intense challenges, of course, you know, as, as we giveth, we taketh away, you know? (laughs) So, uh, so uh, it's, it's basically all of the master numbers are here on that higher level. And yet it's, it's intense. There's a lot, a lot, especially with the 11, uh, underlying anxiety uh, that goes Mm -hmm. with it, a lot of opportunity to level the ego, to Mm -hmm. gain a sense of humility, to uh, serve um, uh, the greater good uh, humanity on some level in some way, shape or form. uh, Master number people are always being called to leadership um, in whatever capacity that they uh, would like to be drawn toward. And yet these numbers are inherently in conflict with themselves. Okay. So that's another cosmic joke. <laughs> <laughs> because why not? Because why not? You know, you're why, why make it, why make it boring and easy when you come down here? And actually you have to look at it that way because it is, it is the pleasure can be in the discomfort because you know, you're growing you know you're evolving when you're working through that. But on a very simplistic level, again, we can get very complex, but on a simplistic level, the two is the foundational uh, energy of the 11-2, and then you have the double one. So the two is that foundational energy. The two is the love bug. The two is 
all about love and relationships. It's the two is the diplomat, uh, the mediator, the conflict avoider, <laughs> the, uh, you know, always seeking that outside acknowledgement, highly, highly, highly. And I'll say it one more time, highly emotionally, psychically, intuitively, energetically sensitive. And that is something the two is always learning how to discipline that and how to allow uh, and how to use that rather than uh, be used by it, by the yeah. emotions, learning how not to be taken advantage of and not to be a doormat for other people. And not right? to become a, a people pleaser. I found that really resonated with me in your book that I listened to about the master numbers, the section on the 11, and you go into detail about the 11, the, the one and the two and how yes. those intermingle. And when I, you know, what really struck me is, yeah, the first, oh, let's say four decades of my life, um, there was a definite propensity. Is that the right? I think, yeah, for yeah. Um, being a people pleaser and trying to um, uh, be the, the, bring everybody together and make everything okay. Yep. Make you everything nicey-nice. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Make everything nicey-nice. And, um, you know, relationships with my life, different family members, this and that. Just try to make everybody get along and, and understand each other. And, you know, have this this happy, happy everything. Try to, and it was unattainable and ultimately hurt me. And I think didn't it didn't serve anybody else. It didn't serve, yeah, it didn't serve anyone else. I've, I've loved that when I've heard you talk about the two before the, if you, if you flip it and you don't, you can't engage it in a healthy way that it can flip on you in the way that I think it did me many years of, um, I thought I was doing good for others and yet I was just taking their power away. Exactly. So. And often guessing what they wanted <laughs> when it isn't even what they want. Right. Yeah. And, and, and all of those things, I always say that the, the two is learning how to, uh, how to put yourself in other people's shoes, but to not wear those shoes home. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, really, because again, a lot of famous diplomats, politicians, other things are, uh, have this, um, two in their chart because they're meant to be the, the cruel joke of it is also is that the blessing is the curse because twos, uh, want to avoid conflict at all costs and have all the peace. But what, how do you learn how to be a great diplomat? <laughs> by being in a room with conflict, like most yeah. of the time, right? So it's it's like it gives the two an upset stomach, but you're learning how to have those strong, healthy boundaries that can keep you uh, at a distance, keep you engaged empathetically, but disengaged in a way where you can navigate win-win outcomes for people. But then the trick of it is with the 11-2, then we have the double one, and the one and the two could not be more different. Okay, so yeah. the two is more feminine, supportive energy, wants to be behind the scenes, but the power behind the throne. The one is uh, all about number one. The one is a learning about self with a capital S, learning the healthy, uh, healthy balance of ego, uh, all the I words, independence, individuality, um, all of those things that go with the one is new starts, new beginnings, innovation, quirky, creative, uh, march to the beat of the different drum, innovative, all of the, the pioneering things, the risk taker. 
That is absolutely the opposites. And yet the beauty of the 11-2 is it's like the ultimate yin-yang, right? It's the ultimate uh, marriage of the masculine and feminine working, uh, working in tandem, working together. But the issue is usually you don't know that. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Until you know that. Until and, I was yeah. 45. Yes. Right. And I think that's the, for me anyway, this has been a modality and a tool that I think really puts a spotlight on, on, on those, um, the, those frameworks, those, I call them just themes, those keywords and themes that we can connect to and go, oh, you know, when I'm, I, I've often, one time I asked a group of 11 twos who most of them were nurses in this group. And I said, so where, when do you get into your double one and when are you the two? And the, they were like, oh, at work, we're the two. I you know, do what the doctor says. I'm the caretaker. I'm the la la la. And I get home and I am the double one, <laughs> you know, and I'm in charge. And I, so it's a very interesting thing to start looking at how it shows up when you can let one kind of, you know, take a seat and, and really uh, be in the energy of that supporter. And then when you can let that one take a seat and be large and in charge and leadership, mm -hmm. and then where you can fuse them, uh, because ultimately it is the duality that is so powerful. You know, it, I just sparked a memory or you just sparked a memory. I was at a, um, a, a camp. It was, I think it was called in the enlightened warrior camp or something like that years ago, personal development thing. And I remember, um, I remember someone talking in my group talking to me and saying, Cheris, people want you to bleed. Like I was, it was feeling like I was a natural leader there. And yet she was just calling out, calling me out on like that I didn't, I didn't quite know how to do it yet. Even mm -hmm. though at that point I'd had my own business for many years, you know, like in certain ways I was already a leader. Um, in, in school, I'd been a leader in various ways as a child. I mean, all these things I'd been, uh, you would say that I looked like I'd been a leader, but then when it came to it, there was this struggle for me really stepping into that power. There was a kind of a, she, it, I don't remember her words, but it was almost like there was this magnetic pull of people wanting to follow me at this event. She's like, there's people, it's really clear. I'm watching. Everybody wants to follow you. You just, like, I couldn't figure out how to really step into that power. How to step up and step yeah, in. Yeah, step up. And I was kind of fumbling through it at that time. And um, I think just a handful of years ago, I, f I don't want to say I finally figured it out because I think we're, st I'm still in a process, but I certainly made some huge headway strides, right? Huge strides into what the heck that means for me and my path. And I think it was a matter of juggling these out because I think that too, for me, overpowered my ones in a lot of ways un in an unhealthy way and kept mm -hmm. me from my potential. Exactly. And, and the, the power here is also the 11 in numerology is known as the, the spiritual illuminator. And the thing about this energy is that it's very uh, what I would call etheric. It's very high vibe. It's like channel. It's like channeling energy. You become this channel. And so there's a lot of, uh, again, it's like ideas out in the ethers. It's very innovative energy. A lot of inventors have the 11 in their chart. 
Okay. And a lot of high power leaders have this in their chart as well. Now they can use it for you know, better or for worse, uh, it, again, because it's very powerful. But what the biggest, uh, if you want to call issue with the 11, is that there can be so many ideas, but the uh, but the 11 has kind of this, this um, attitude of everyone should be able to see how super special I am. And I want that I want the red carpet rolled out for me, right? Um, and, and on that level, and I say that lovingly because mm -hmm. a lot of times 11s have a lot of big ideas, but they don't manifest them because they don't, it's very hard for them to kind of keep their feet on the ground. There's yeah. a little bit of that delusional quality. Again, when we're, when we're talking about the pendulum can swing, uh, overactive, underactive in terms of how the energy shows up for each of us individually. And yet, uh, one of the biggest complaints that I have or laments from 11s is that they have all these ideas, but they've never done anything because they haven't been able to figure out how to either ground themselves, keep their feet on the ground and manifest something in practical reality, uh, which could also simply mean that they hire people or bring people on or have a, a, you know, a friendship or a partnership in their life that can really ground them, right? Mm -hmm. And help mm -hmm. them do that. So there are ways in which we can start looking at this and then see in, on a very, very practical level on, on planet earth, how do I do this, right? How do I do this every day? And for me, um, I think one of the ways that showed up was that I, I had all these great ideas. I think I also wanted the red or even more than necessarily me. I mean, I'm sure there was me too, wanting to have some, you know, notoriety in some ways over the years, but also the red carpet for my ideas or my businesses yes. or my products or things that I created. And if I look back at my life as an entrepreneur, cause I've been a entrepreneur and business owner for over 20 years. And I grew up in an entrepreneurial household. If you all know my story and if you listen to the intro, it gives you a, a, you know, one minute summary there too. So I've been in that environment since I was born, basically pretty close. So I, I think that if I look back on my adult career as an entrepreneur, I would have all the, an idea and I would, and I would jump to the idea and I would make it happen. So I, I did, I was really good at follow through. And yet I think that often it that was not grounded in reality. So I was able to, and probably some other things in my numbers helped me in that way more than maybe an 11, two that had some other, has some other numbers in their chart. Cause you know, I know I got the eights and the seven, which you'll talk about in a minute that I think helped me actually create these things and do that next step. Yet some of them, you know, I'm not sure I did in the best way and or were they really mine to create? I mean, no regrets here. I'm not talking about that. It's just, uh, I feel like now in the recent time and what I'm doing with this business with Cherish Your Life is bringing together the absolute best of me in all the best ways. And therefore it is coming with so much more ease than anything I've ever done before. And people might look at me and think that things always came easy for me in the things I was able to create. And that's not exactly the case. I also, a lot of the time felt like I was in an uphill battle to get things um, to the level I wanted them. Like I could see so much potential in something I'd created or something or a better vision of. And yet I, I just, it was like, why can't this go where I want it to go? 
And if I look back with what I know now, I think it's because I wasn't working with everything in the most um, cohesive uh, path of least resistance way, shall we say. And yet what, what I also love, the gift of numerology to me is that we can see that the, the, the ultimate destination is not the, really the point. Mm-hmm. It really is about this because you couldn't have gotten where you are now. I know it sounds no. super corny, like a meme or something, but without, without have gone through what you went through. Oh, I mean, absolutely. You've got to be able to, you know, to do those things and to figure it out and shake it out and go through those, you know, run up against the wall, do all the things that we do, because that is actually what informs um, our learning and our growth and our ability to expand into it. And I'll guarantee you anybody who is, has, is successful, <laughs> it has not been easy. Uh, you know, some people seem to have more of the magic fairy dust, you know, and yet uh, I think that that's a, you know, I don't know, like, like that perfect Instagram, you know, idea, like yeah. everything's perfect and it's so easy. Well, I, I just don't know anyone who has had it uh, easy, so to speak. Yeah. So, yeah. Not when you um, dive into their life and uh, no. really understood what it was like to be them. And um, that's what, that's what being human is, is, is for. I mean, yeah. we are, we are here to, to learn, um, an incredible amount of lessons on our, on our, you know, in this journey or whatever you want to call it. And sometimes just as we move along and yet for you to go back to what you were talking about, your, your, uh, your birthday number is a seven. The seven is the spiritual seeker, right? And the data analyst. So it's really interesting that you have these high vibe, uh, spiritual quote unquote, um, numbers, and yet they're extremely different because the 11 is, you know, uh, I want the spotlight. I want, you know, I've got all of this. It's that very channeled high vibe energy. It's almost like edgy and like a lightning bolt, right? It's got all that energy. The seven is slow. It is gradual. It is percolative. It is process oriented. It is all about that kind of deep internal uh, uh, exploration, not only of self, you know, of the, of the absolute self, but, uh, you know, asking the bigger questions in life. The seven is always asking the questions like, what, what are we, what am I doing here? What is this whole thing about? What is, you know, all of those bigger questions that can roll into that and extremely data-driven and kind of, you know, kind of one of those big bang theory characters, you know, very, <laughs> very Sheldon-like in some ways. And yet being asked also, also to bring in the trust and the faith and the flow and the intuitive nature of, of uh, reality, right? Learning how to uh, understand both. Well, I always like to say there's a mantra for this, for each life path, but, or, or for each number, but for the seven is, oh, all right. If we're all having a spiritual experience in a human body, prove it, prove it to me, show me the, show me the data, right? And so it's learning how to have the data explore the data, but also bring in the unseen and the unknown and to be able to bring that into, into the reality. I mean, Albert Einstein did a brilliant job um, of, of doing that. He was not a say, he was not a seven life path, 
I have to look at his full chart and see if he had seven in there. But my point being is that um, he was very good at the rational, uh, you know, mathematics of physics and everything else. But he also leaned into, you know, everything is energy, um, all of the quantum uh, fields that he was really mm-hmm. in the forefront of. And that's really a, a great expression of that energy of mm-hmm. the seven. But then you have, there are numbers that, that are derived in numerology from your full name, right? And we, we give each letter a number value, and then we can create these different uh, path, you know, windows into who you are, what you're what you're all about. So your expression number, which is also in numerology called the destiny number, it, it can be call, called either name. Um, and it is kind of like your rising sign in astrology. And it is, it's how you're going to go about doing your uh, spiritual illuminated path, spiritually illuminated path. Like what, what, uh, what direction is that going to go? What is your destiny there? And it's in the eight and the eight is money, business, finances, you know, authority, all of those very uh, real world, I call it the, you know, the the material manifest or the powerhouse number. And that is also your soul urge. So you have double eights. When I see things double up in a chart, it sometimes, uh, it sometimes really uh, overpowers your other number. Sometimes you feel much more eight than you do 11-2. So it, it, it gives me the idea that, you know, you really checked in to master that, that, mm-hmm. that aspect. And yet you're also, you know, giving it kind of the, the upper dosage there and doing it with that spiritual pathway that goes with mm-hmm. the 11-2. So it's a very, what I would also just mention is that the eight is the doer and the manager, the organizer, the grounded energy. And that is extremely beneficial for you as an 11-2 that could be all all in the ethers, right? Mm-hmm. could be totally mm-hmm. airy-fairy. But the eight energy in your personality and in your character really grounds you. So it, it has allowed you to be successful um, with with all of this in the in your life. And yet you still get to work with some of those, you know, some of the uh, lessons that the 11 brings in, right? Mm-hmm. And for me, I, I think that not not realizing I was doing this before I met you and came to learn about all these things, but I had, I was a year or so underway with a big change in my life that we'll look at in a sec too, um, where I was starting to shift into really listening to my gut, my intuition, whatever you want to call it, my higher power, you know, however you want to think about it. Um, and the whispers inside of, of doing some certain things that have aligned these more. So for instance, you know, creating this business where I am truly serving others, that is the intention of why I'm doing this and sharing everything that I'm sharing to help others. And that that is also a business, you know, I'm not doing it completely out there as a nonprofit or something else, but I'm doing it in, in, um, uh, you know, correlating with a, a way to, to make money. And, and I'm a believer that, you know, you can make money and then help more people with that money you make too. So I, but getting these things in alignment where I really was pursuing an avenue where I was helping people in a, not that I've, my other things I've done have been helpful to people. So I don't want to, I don't want to 
diss on those because that's not fair to what I've accomplished and, and what I did. And yet this is in a different way. And it feels more in alignment with these things that I've learned. It also has, like I said, it's, I don't want to say easier because there's been a lot of, you know, quote unquote, hard work in doing and creating this. And yet, um, I don't really like those words easy and hard anyway, but it's been with more ease. It's not felt it so. It feels more in alignment. Yeah. Right? It, yeah. I, yeah. That's, I, mean, I know that's a little bit overused at this point, but uh, you know, when we're, when we feel like it's, it's almost like before it's like when you have gears and they're, they're not quite in line and they're sputter and they're kind of, and they grind a little bit. And then when you put oil or you adjust it and everything else, and then it just runs mm -hmm. so smoothly. That's the different feeling I feel about what, what you're trying to say here. Yeah. That's a perfect, yeah. yeah I, that's a great visual, great visual. So, um, I, uh, you know, we were going to, let's, let's touch on the this latest cycle so first tell them about the, the these nine-year cycles uh in so in numerology we have uh basically nine something called the personal year cycle we believe we go through nine year cycles throughout our lives um and i i uh i like to call it knowing the theme to your party because it just sounds more fun that way right and it is it's knowing the theme the energy we feel we we feel this whether we know it's there or not, right? We can, I can talk to people who have no idea about numerology and I can say, hey, how is your, you know, year felt? And I can, but, you know, two minutes into their conversation, I can tell them what personal year they're in. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of one of those, uh, one of those things. And what happens here is that um, it is the theme, it is supportive energy, and it can also tell us what to align with, what we can, how we can make the most success out of a year, what to expect in terms of what's coming our way, and also what, um, you know, the challenges, what the challenges might be. And so the way that you, uh, it's a very easy calculation. You, with this calculation, you take your uh, month of birth, your day of birth, uh, shelve your your year. Just put that in the corner for a moment, and you use the current year, and then and then that will calculate your personal year for the year. A little bit of a sidebar: if you want to know, gosh, what was my personal year when I was getting a divorce in twenty in two thousand eight? You can use you can use two thousand eight instead of the current year, and you can see what your personal year was that year. So you mm -hmm. can and you can project what you know what's my personal year going to be in twenty twenty eight, and you can do it that way. So, with that said, though, uh, if we look at, again at your birth date mm -hmm. as an example, uh, September is a nine, seven is a seven. To, uh, 20, 2022 is two plus zero plus two plus two, and that equals six. So then we add that together, just like we did with the life path number. Nine plus seven is 16. 16 plus six is 22. And 22 happens to be a master number once again. And so just like with a life path number, uh, we don't reduce that. It has a, an added significance to it. Um, and yet it's a 22 slash four is how mm -hmm. it would be referred to. And so for this year, for 2022, for you um, is a very powerful year to on, you know, it's it's kind of as though you were if you're in your game, you are on your spiritual path, 
to and using it for and and blending it in and aligning it with material achievement. Okay, spiritual path, material achievement. The four is a hardworking foundation setting, taking yourself seriously, getting your life's business plan revised and defined and refined and implemented. Often this is a time where we are implementing things that we created the year before in the three personal year, which is all about uh, creation, creativity. It's more about self-expression, self-improvement, all of those things that are highlighted in the three personal year. You bridge that into this. But of course, the 22-4 is going to have an extra kick to it. Uh, it's going to be super emotional. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's the double two yeah. um, and, uh, and stops and starts because the two, when it shows up as a cycle of time is always uh, asking you to develop patience. And with a, and especially for type A people, this is like no bueno, you know, like, <laughs> like no. Uh, and yet it's really asking you and, and the, the highest level there is asking you to trust right timing. Yeah. Trust the time that it takes to actually develop and gestate something, right? Because we don't want to have a premature birth, you know, of an idea or of a concept or of a project or of anything, right? And often when there are delays, that's the point of it. We have to look at it that way or see it that way. Um, and then, so what are we supposed to do while we're waiting? We're supposed to focus on others. We're supposed to focus on our relationships and really uh, do that and focus on ourselves in terms of uh, under really defining ourselves from the inside out. Again, working on those healthy boundaries, um, is a great thing to be doing. And on top of that, the four is again, foundations. It is structure. It is, uh, it's a number of health. So often this is a year where you have to have to take care of your health. It's not the number of health in a bad way. Like it's mm -hmm. not like, Oh, if there's a four, it shows up, it means health. You know, you will have bad health. No, it means that health will become uh, a top of the priority pole because when the four shows up, it's pretty grueling in terms of you feel like you have to accomplish things to have results, to work the extra hours, to work harder. Right. And so when that happens, yes, that's the point, but it's slow and steady wins the race. And it's about also uh, scheduling in self-care because, you know, we can't talk on our cell phone without refueling it. It'll, mm -hmm. it'll die. <laughs> so the same thing for us. We have to refuel, you know, occasionally and get into and plug ourselves in and get into the refueling dock. But overall, I find that this is a year where especially uh, people with uh, are who are more spiritually minded are really working on a project that is going to be part of their legacy. Right. Mm -hmm. It's going to leave something of lasting value and it's going to have a teaching element to it. It's going to have a serving element to it in some way. And that is what's being structured. That's what's being uh, um, put into into systematic um, into a, into some kind of system that is going to allow it to continue on, if that makes sense. So listeners, like seriously, if you've been following me, like how much on point is that? I mean, like seriously, you can't make this, I'm going to try not to swear. So you can't make this bleep up is what I will say. 
<laughs> because I mean, it just, it just always fascinates me. And again, I don't look to this to be my crystal ball telling of the future of, um, of, you know, oh, I've got to wait until an X year or an X month or an X day to be able to do something. Um, it's, it's more, it's actually more that I look, like you said, the theme to the parties, because I find that if I do kind of go with the theme of the month or the year, because by the way, your month has a number too, of course, there's a number for everything. Um, if you start looking at all this, uh, then it does, it does feel a, a little more with ease, like I said. Um, and if I don't, it does feel like I'm going uphill. And if I look back, that's the like some way I know Felicia does this too with herself. She doesn't really look at it as a future thing as much as she does retroactively and look back and be like, Kyle, that was a funky day or week or month <laughs> or year. And then you look back and you're like, Oh, got mm -hmm. it. I was mm -hmm. fighting against this and this. And I, and so when we look at this, this is the year that I had, we'll go back and we'll look at kind of just trace back a little bit into the transitional period, the eight, nine into the one, and then show them this, this new phase that really sparked this before I got into numerology, uh, which was late in my number two year, which was, you know, a baby, a year and a, almost two years ago, well, about a year and a half or to two. And uh, this has definitely been the year that, although I had started this business in a way, a couple years ago, I have fully launched it this year and I'm developing all these fundamental, like foundational systems and structures and like a, a whole, it, all, all the foundation for the house is, is this year. And it is, and like you said, legacy. I mean, I do see this and I have visions of this being a legacy for myself and I, because I want to just see how many people I can help. I, I think that would be so cool. And this is a really fun way to do it for me. Uh, and here I go. But um, so what do you think, Felicia? Should I back up and maybe just give a few highlights from the, I think the eight into the one. So you. you Absolutely. And what I also want to pull out right here as well, pull out this thread is that I do, I do follow this as a framework for myself. I mean, I, I hope I do. I, that's what I, this is what I, I really believe in it. And yet again, it is not a crystal ball and it's not, um, you know, it's not that I can't roll out of bed without knowing my, you know, number or whatever. What it does do for me is also when stuff happens, it allows me to put it into context mm -hmm. and allows me in many ways to, uh, to make the most positive, have the most positive benefit around mm -hmm. it. So for instance, like in a four personal year, I often find as a numerologist, this is where old family crap comes up because the four is foundational stuff. It can be ancestral stuff, um, you know, a little more on the woo-woo range, or it could be just family of origin, or even if you're married and kids and all it's foundational stuff that comes up to be dealt with differently. It's giving mm -hmm. us opportunities to go, okay, uh, do I rinse and repeat the same way that I have, have traditionally dealt with this issue that obviously isn't working? Or do I attempt to, to work at it differently? So for me, it's a really kind of a golden ticket of validation. It's also validation in a four year that you need to take breaks, that you need to have mm -hmm. relaxation, that you need to care for your health. So sometimes when we're like, oh, I just need to push through it. And they're like, really? 
okay, if I'm really listening. So to me, it, it offers these really great constructs and these ways to come back in and give ourselves again, validation and permission around the things that we might not otherwise have, I suppose. Yeah. So I just wanted to bring that, pull that thread up. But in, in terms of your chart and what was going on for you in 2018, that was a, a an end of a cycle. Mm-hmm. So that was a number nine personal year that that's closure, endings, surrenderings. I look at it more like a graduation. It's more like a commencement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you know, every new, every, every new beginning is Southern is some other new beginnings end. And the ending is happening, happening that year. And it's a very transitional, transformational time for people where all kinds of things can happen in terms of uh, shifting things out and making room for something new to come in, which for you was in 2019. Yep, exactly. And, um, and and the year before that too, kind of when I know you talk about the transitional kind of often is a three-year thing of eight, yep. nine to one, that eight year was a recovery from overworking prior year. Uh, totally. Ha- it was like a, it was, it was definitely like the line in the sand because I was fighting it felt like I was fighting an uphill battle in a lot of ways in what I was doing. And it came and kind of knocked me over the head. Mm -hmm. And then it was, okay, the line in the sand, my body spoke to me clearly and was like this, uh, -uh, mm -mm, changes, changes are coming or you're going to go down in some way in a, you know, I, I mean, I, I just mean it was, it was pretty heavy. Um, how I felt that year. And so that was my eight year. And then my nine year, yeah, there was some big changes starting to happen. Someone joined my husband's practice as an associate with a plan to become a partner a year later. So I was like, oh, that's interesting that that happened that year. And I was, you know, navigating all of that. And then there was, and I also remember I made a note too, because um, you know, I went back and I looked at these years cause I, I didn't, I wasn't studying numerology then there was a year or a moment in either my eight or my nine year where I remember standing in my kitchen and I basically, I don't know if I said it, I think I maybe said it out loud. It was either in my head or out loud, but it was basically universe. I look on the out, it looks on the outside. Like I got everything and yet I don't feel good. Like I want to feel better. So I don't know what needs to change, what needs to go. Like I kind of surrendered and said, help me out here because I'm ready for something to shift and I don't know what it needs to be or if there's multiple things, but I'm going to open up and be ready because something's got to change. So that was either in my eight or nine year. And looking back, I, you know, I was like, wow, okay, interesting timing. And then, like you said, the one year it, um, it was right after my birthday, which is also, um, poignant, I think, because it was kind of that intense time. I know that there's um, often that there's another way of looking at numerology that you've talked about before. So it just kind of amps up the energy the last few months of the year. Um, Plus my birthday happens to be right at the end like that, right? The last quarter. And I started my life coach certification program then in the uh, October of my one year. And signed up for a training program too, for certification with that as well. And I remember I went into them. It was, well, the, the coaching program I went into with, 
I'm just doing this because it'll make me a better leader in my businesses and the people I manage and my relationships and stuff. Like I definitely had to make an excuse for myself to make it okay. And yes, that was true. It's not, I mean, yes, that, that would help me. But what I didn't face then, what I wasn't ready to face was that I really wanted to be doing that. Like I really had a desire, a deep desire. So I couldn't admit it yet. Um, and so that's okay. You know, if sometimes we got to come up with a reason. And then I remember, um, that pull I felt when I found out that there was a training program, uh, program to become a certified trainer with my coach, uh, that, that she had that I don't know why I didn't know about this, but like when I heard about that at this time too, I remember I like just sat in my seat and tears started rolling down my eyes. Like I've got to do this. And I was really upset because there was a serious conflict with something the following year and it was going to make me figure it out and choose. I was going to have to make a choice that was, and I felt so pulled. So those, and then, like I said, at the end of that year in December, I finalized the practice partnership for my husband's office and we signed that. And then that began the, the beginning of the next period of the next year. So that's just to give you a little thing of the, you know, eight, nine and one. So anything you want to add there, Felicia, and then I'll go into the two and three. You no, know, because the one is a new chapter. It's new beginnings. And it's a time to, you know, if anything's like, you know, leftover <laughs> from the nine that we haven't quite let go of. We're being asked to let go of that so we can really have room for the for the new to to come in and, and greet us. And then in 2020, that was a master number 11 uh, uh, slash two personal year for you. So a lot of I would I would guess um, during that year, there's a lot of things that happened that you're only just now beginning to see the significance around because that, that, that two year is mostly hurry up and wait. It really is designed as a resting period, uh, where you're focusing now because it's been pretty grueling. Those three, that Mm -hmm. eight, nine, one Mm -hmm. is a really, really big transition cycle. So the two, the universe kind of sets it up where, okay, take a little break, take a rest, focus on your relationships, focus on your emotional life, uh, focus on networking, right? Focusing on tending to the seeds you planted last year. You know, sometimes you have to hurry and do, do that and really be, be into it. And then other times you just have to sit there and watch them grow. And what do you do during that time? You tend to your relationship life, you network for your business in a very real, true way. It's a time where you really are looking at your, your community and your tribe and are, you know, is this where I want to be in my new life, right? In my new existence. So all of that is coming into play. And well, then and you it, said, but that the 11 too. So and then, then we had the, the cruel 11, joke. And then we have the cruel <laughs> joke of the 11 too, which is, oh, wait a minute. It's a double one. So you've got, so it's kind of, it is like, it's like you're running as fast as you can. Things are happening like crazy. It can be actually a time depending on, I mean, I'll use the, the, saying fame and fortune can come knocking at your door in an 11-2 personal year, but there's still going to be, there's still going to be some delays. There's still going to be some weird little frustrations and all that that go with it, but it's really, it's going to be much more active than, um, than a flat out two personal year. Yeah. And it definitely was for me. I mean, not only did we have the pandemic hit that year, but also, uh, I completed my coaching certification program. I completed the co- uh, the training uh, certification as well. And then 
Um, I, some big shifts with the business at the time, a, a lot of things happened that year that were really intense. What I do remember, and then toward the end of that year is when I came across you and, um, joined one of your group programs and, and started learning more about this, but I, I really found, I remember at the end of that year, I really felt like it'd been one of the best years of my life. So there was some things starting to line up for me. And yet it was also the beginning that October through December, well, actually October, 2020 through like March of 2021 turned into, um, a bit of a workaholic, uh, timeframe for me again, and a time to really face health issues that came up. So at the, the first couple months of that, at the end of the two felt really exciting. And, and, you know, it was, it was, uh, I don't know. I came up with great reasons why I was working so much. And then, and I also was saying, I remember saying, saying yeah, (laughs) I also said, you know, like, oh yeah, that worker girl, she's just back for just a little bit. You know, I'm not, it's not going to get, it's not going to get ugly. Um, Then, you know, surprise, surprise, January through March, it started getting a little ugly. And what I mean is health issues. So the beginning of my three year stress related health issues, I mean, some stuff with my body honestly went wackadoodle. That's the word I used at the time. I just, I won't go into all the details here for everyone, but seriously, it was screaming at me. And if it wasn't one thing, it was another. And I remember the the tape in my head, the voice in my head was, this is too much. This is too much. This is too much. It took me, and am I doing it again? That was the question in my head. Am I doing it again? Am I doing it again? And some panic attacks hit me. I mean, I, all sorts of stuff, uh, definite anxiety and, and then like physical and emotional, all sorts of things. So when I look back, what I really found was there was also an aspect I was secretly hoping someone would like, quote unquote, save me. And, um, I needed to, of course, as it always is save myself. So, um, I then, made some big decisions, had some big transitional shifts and was presented some amazing moments of choices, a big decision I had to make that ironically overlapped with the anniversary of our hot air balloon accident that year. I remember having a private with you earlier in the year and you talking about, this was before I really was having all the obvious health issues. It was very early on. And you're like, I think this is going to be a year for self-care for you, you know, in this three year for sure. Cause a lot of the times that's what shows up for three. And I was like, what? how am I going to have time for that? Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, guess uh, again, guess again. And, yeah. then, and then not only self-care, but you talk about three being with creativity, creation. Um, so at, and communication to a lot of the C words. Yeah. That to, came up and, at the end of the heal, year. Tr- healing trauma as well. Uh, yes. And, uh. It's, it's a great year for getting uh, therapy, for getting counseling, yep. for doing yep. energy work, for anything to bring up those old traumas and bring them up and out. Yeah. And I did that. I, it was a year where things got um, a new layer, a different depth of stuff connected to the accident, especially, um, got triggered for me and I sought out, and I'll, I'll talk about this in another episode, but a new type of therapy, EMDR therapy. And it was really helpful for me. And I did that for a few months. Um, and you know, some other things, other types of healing modalities as well. 
and just to go to that next deeper level. And I know that in the future, things will pop up again and then I'll go to those next deeper level. So just really interesting how it all lines up. I mean, it just, it's still, I'm telling you, you, you gotta, for you, you listeners, you know, you just humor me, go check out your numbers. And because <laughs> it's so, it might make you feel just a little better. And, and if you map and you go backward and you look at your life, it just might, just might give you again, kind of lower your shoulders a little, give you a deep breath, kind of make you not feel so crazy or, or weird or, or strange or like, God, why, why am I this way? I keep doing this. Like did this again. I did this again. You know, all of that stuff that comes up for us. Um, so I, I just, I really hope that hearing about how this relates to me and the examples we've shared today will encourage you to go check out your own because you might find this supportive. And I certainly have. Yeah. Yeah. I find that the numbers never lie. They really don't. And they're only here to support us, to validate us, to give us tools, to give us again, to allow us to see the context in which we've made our decisions and which things it can explain a lot about who, you know, who we've chosen as relationship partners, who we bring into our life, the experiences that we've had, even the, you know, the accidents, the health issues, the other things, they're never, they're never there to punish us. They are there to open the door for our, you know, for our growth and, mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, and our expansion in so many ways. So yeah. although, it, although it doesn't feel like it at the time, um, and I'm not being, you know, toxically positive at all. No. I'm just saying that often it allows us to reroute the way that we see what, what we've done and what has happened, what we think to us. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So Felicia, um, what's the best way for people to find you? What do you want them to know about how they can, you know, check you out a little bit more and, and get support in this area? Uh, best way to find me is FeliciaBender.com. So uh, I've got everything there. There's a free monthly forecast, a lot of free resources. You can find out about your life path number, uh, all of those things. You can get a chart um, and you can get a private session. And I'm offering some uh, new programming coming up as well. And I highly advise get on her list because she does monthly webinars that are super fun to listen to and um, learn new aspects of numerology. And those are free and really, really something that I do. So um, something else, I really, it's, it's, it's an interesting world. Um, and I, I think you'll find it supportive. And I always close my uh, episodes with a closing quote. So Felicia, is going to share one of her favorite quotes with us. I am. And, oh, and I forgot about that. So I'm going to have to get it in front of me, but I actually have two quotes that I really love. And one is a little more sardonic than the other. And it's short. It's a quote that my daughter shared with me and we laugh every time we say it, but it's so true. And it is well, 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 if it isn't the consequences of my own actions. <laughs> So I love that. So you have to lighten it up. Okay. Uh, but this one is from Eckhart Tolle. And I love this. And he says, most people treat the present moment as if it were an obstacle that they need to overcome. Since the present moment is life itself, it is an insane way to live. Chew on that one for a moment. 
because I don't know about you, but I think most of us are constantly avoiding the here and now and constantly either projecting forward or projecting backward. I know I am hugely guilty of that. And so sometimes we need a reminder that what about right now is the only reality. I hope you're enjoying my Cherish Your Life podcast. If this is supporting you in any way, please review, subscribe, and share it with friends and family. You can follow me on social media at Cherish Your Life, and my website is CherishYourLife.com. Yep, my name's unique. Here's an easy tip for you to pronounce and spell it. It's like the city, Paris, but with a CH. Special thanks to my dear friend, Paul Suyelgis, who enhanced and mixed the musical track. Little did we know back in college in the 90s, while my then boyfriend, now husband, and I listened to Paul riff on his guitar, that he'd be helping me decades later give a creative touch to something called a podcast. <laughs>